AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. very much for joining me right here on off the script it is june 17th man june 17th we're not even halfway through the month yet and my god what a goddamn summer it's already become in the world of pro wrestling i am jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue thank you guys so very much for joining me on your friday afternoons wherever you may be i am still half asleep and i woke up to 27 individual text messages this morning many of them being from jesse who woke me up with a phone call and i check my phone i roll over i reach to my nightstand i grab my phone i'm wiping the eye shit from my fucking eyes and i go to the dirt sheets man i go on twitter i go to my dedicated sites in which I get pro wrestling news, and then I see the headline, Vince McMahon steps back as CEO. I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. I didn't think it was going to happen at all. Vince McMahon steps back as CEO. Interim chairwoman Stephanie McMahon is now the interim CEO of WWE. This is the biggest pro wrestling storyline that I honestly think, for all of us, is the biggest pro wrestling storyline of our generation. Not storyline, but story of our generation. Some people are thinking that it's a storyline, which is fucking ridiculous, because Mr. McMahon is coming out on TV. Mr. McMahon is coming out on TV tonight on SmackDown to pretty much do what everybody does in this situation. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'll never do it again. My behavior was inappropriate, whatever the case may be. You know, I want to start with, obviously, while you guys are here, and I don't really want to sugarcoat anything. I don't want to get into the bullshit. You guys know where to find me. You guys know what to do. Super chats, subscribe, Twitter, all that shit. The thing that really stuck out to me on all of this with the news that broke today, and I skimmed the article half asleep, the one thing that stuck out to me with the news article was that Vince McMahon is still head of creative. That's the one part that stood out to me over everything, because that's the only part that I legitimately care about. That's the only part I want changed. I don't give a shit what happens on wall street. I don't care what happens with the corporate stock. I don't care what happens with their fucking individual sex capades. I don't care. I don't care. You do you. I just want to sit here and I want to fucking be happy with what I watch, and I don't want to be treated like a stupid idiot on Monday and on Friday. That's the one part that stood out to me. 
You guys know the backstory. If you don't, you're probably living under a fucking rock somewhere. Wall Street Journal earlier this week uncovered that the Board of World Wrestling Entertainment is investigating an alleged secret $3 million settlement by Vince McMahon to a departing employee. If you look hard enough, you'll find her name. The name was leaked not only an hour ago by people online. I don't care who she is. I think it's quite fucked up that her name is now out there and she's privy to all the fucking savages in the wrestling community. I think it's a shit move. The report states that McMahon allegedly had an affair with this person, according to the documents. Now, the agreement bars now the former employee who was hired as a paralegal in 2019 from speaking about the alleged affair. And this person cannot say anything disparaging about Vince McMahon. The board's investigation reportedly began in April and has expanded into other non-disclosure agreements that involve misconduct claims made by other former female WWE employees about Vince McMahon and Johnny Laurinaitis. The scumbag himself, Johnny Laurinaitis, WWE right now, has John Laurinaitis still as the head of talent relations for World Wrestling Entertainment. The Wall Street Journal reports that they could not determine how many previous agreements were being scrutinized. Wall Street Journal also adds that the board's preliminary findings show that McMahon used personal funds to the former employees, including the one who made allegations about Laurinaitis. The Wall Street Journal reports the board members learned about the $3 million agreement through a series of anonymous anonymous emails from someone who said the former WWE paralegal was their friend. I don't know who this person is. Everybody has their own their own summary of what happened here online, their own opinion of what happened online. Who was the whistleblower? Was it somebody on the board of directors? Almost had to be. Was it Stephanie? Was it Paul? Was it Nick Khan himself? I don't know. One email stated that McMahon increased the woman's salary, and this is the, the kicker in all this which I will debunk in just a second. I know it's a little suspect to a lot of people, but this is the part where a lot of people really zoned in on as being a hot spot for this story. One email stated that McMahon raised the woman's salary from $100,000 to $200,000 after beginning a sexual relationship with her, and that McMahon gave her like a toy to John Laurinaitis. Talk about people power, huh? People power. He really took that literally. My friend was so scared she quit after McMahon and, and lawyer Jerry McDivitt paid her millions of dollars to shut her up. An email to the board said, Vince is obviously married to Linda McMahon. Vince is 76 years old. News started to come out about Vince and Linda's marriage. There was even a estate or a condo, a $4.1 million condo in Stanford, Connecticut that just recently went up for sale. The owners, Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon. Apparently, they've been separated for more than 20 years. Married, but separated for more than 20 years. The board retains Simpson, Thatcher, and Bartlett, LLP, a New York-based law firm, to conduct the investigation, a source told the journal. These are the same people that conducted the steroid trial with Vince McMahon all those years ago. McMahon's lawyer, Jerry McDivitt. I don't want to be on the receiving end of Jerry McDivitt because you're going right to the fucking jailhouse when it comes to Jerry McDivitt, man. You are in some deep fucking shit when you have... Jerry McDivitt to look across the courtroom from. He was not immediately available for comment on the situation. He did tell the journal that the former employee did not make any harassment claims against McMahon. He also said that WWE didn't pay her any money. Stephanie McMahon took a leave of absence. 
Stephanie McMahon took a leave of absence. So when all this broke, everybody was asking, well, why, why did Stephanie leave? I even talked about Stephanie when the news broke on the podcast. I said, and just simply put, the woman was probably burnt out. Her husband almost fucking died. Triple H had a heart attack. She took care of the family. Triple H was not there. She took care, care of him. She had to do her job and her duties in World Wrestling Entertainment. Triple H then found himself back in the office working full time. And then Stephanie McMahon all of a sudden steps away when things were getting back to normal in, in the supposed personal life of Stephanie McMahon. Her husband's back at work full time, not running NXT, but he's in the fucking office filing papers and pushing pencils and getting Bruce Pritchard's fucking daily Starbucks order. Things were back to normal. But then she steps away. And then we got all of this happening. We got all the news coming out of Stephanie. Why did she step away? The board was bad-mouthing her. Ad revenue and sales and all this other shit. WWE wanted to be like the UFC with all the sponsorship and ad revenue that they wanted to come in that wasn't coming in because of Stephanie McMahon. Everybody said that McMahon wasn't doing her job and upholding her duties as the position that she held was not really being attended to. Vince McMahon fired Stephanie McMahon. The board spoke very ill will of Stephanie, and Vince allowed this to happen. I have the reason today why Stephanie McMahon was bad-mouthed and removed from her previous title. WWE has also been the subject of speculation over a potential sale and its media rights. It has huge deals with Fox, USA Network, Hulu, and NBC Universal's Peacock streaming service. The Hulu deal expires this year. So we have all of this happening. And one thing is leading to another, and the dots are connecting. So Vince McMahon removed Stephanie. Shane was removed, Royal Rumble weekend. Nick Khan's going around on social media as a fucking gif of Thanos because he's single-handedly removing the McMahon family one by one. And he is definitely, he is definitely the main villain in this fucking Gotham City known as WWE, man. Nick Khan is the fucking Joker. He's the Joker to fucking Bruce Wayne and the Wayne family empire here in the McMahons. Commissioner Gordon, I don't know. He's somewhere fucking around doing something, man. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, Commissioner Gordon, Jerry McDevitt, man. He's going to get down to, to the bottom of all this. Stephanie gone, Shane gone, Vince now with these allegations and cheating on his wife and all this other shit. Did he pay her with company money? Did he not pay her with company money? I woke up this morning. My phone blew up. Everybody was asking me, JD, why didn't you talk about the Vince McMahon story? Why didn't you talk about the Vince McMahon story? Because I am not a content creator that comes on here and puts fucking clickbaity titles. I don't do clickbaity thumbnails. I don't fucking talk about something without having more and more information come out about said topic. It happens every single fucking time, man. I'm not Wrestle Talk. I'm not any of these fucking geeks in the UK that make six videos a day on the same topic, man. I can't do it. It looks wrong. I want to be here with as much information as possible so that my audience trusts me and comes back to me every single time and knows that I won't bullshit them. Jesse said it when we did the spaces yesterday. This asshole doesn't go and do what everybody else does. He waits for all the appropriate information to come out and then makes a video on it. Thanks, asshole. Vince McMahon, temporarily, people are reading too much into this, man. Too much into this. Vince McMahon, temporarily 
steps down. He didn't step away. He steps down as CEO, as chairman of the board. Stephanie McMahon named interim CEO and chairwoman with a tweet. As I have it queued up here on my stream deck, Stephanie McMahon tweeted out, until the conclusion of the investigation into recent allegations, I am honored to assume the role of interim chairwoman and CEO. I love at WWE and all it continues to do to entertain billions around the world. We got Brandon Thurston of Twitter. Russellnomics, I believe. He does the analytics and the ratings and he breaks everything down. He's a big numbers guy. I highly recommend you follow him on social media. Very insightful individual is Mr. Thurston. A message was simultaneously sent out to all WWE staff when the press release came out. Stephanie, and I quote, says, I will be returning from my leave of absence and assuming the role of interim chairwoman and CEO. I love our company and I'm excited to work with our president and chief revenue officer, Nick Khan, and our chief financial administrative officer, Frank Riddick. And of course, I look forward to working with all of you. My door is always open. Vince steps down. Vince steps down. I'll get into the news article and what was said, but NBCU put out a tweet. Alex Sherman, new from CNBC. Vince McMahon will speak tonight on SmackDown in character as Mr. McMahon addresses his temporary absence. Could be a big ratings night for WWE. McMahon has torn up the script for SmackDown, which was written last night, I am told. That's nothing new. Vince McMahon rips up the script on a weekly basis, so that is not new and exciting information coming out of the WWE locker room. It happens every fucking week. So Stephanie McMahon is the new CEO. WWE announced this publicly. Vince McMahon steps down from his responsibilities, but will remain in charge of creative. That is the one thing that stuck out to me on the entire fucking page, man. Everything else was blah, 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 bullshit. He steps down, head of creative. Fine. Stephanie McMahon is back with the company full-time. She will work as the interim CEO and chairwoman. Her return comes less than one month after McMahon announced she would be taking a break from the company to focus on her family. WWE's board of directors joint release. They say, and I quote, independent directors continue to review alleged executive misconduct. Stephanie McMahon named interim CEO and interim chairwoman of World Wrestling Entertainment. The board of directors today announced special committee of the board is conducting an investigation into alleged misconduct by its chairman and CEO, Vincent McMahon and John Laurinaitis, head of talent relations, and that effective immediately, McMahon has voluntarily stepped back from his responsibilities as CEO and chairman of the board until the conclusion of the investigation. McMahon will retain his role and responsibilities related to WWE creative and all its content during the period and remains committed to cooperating with the review that is currently underway. Special committee has appointed Stephanie McMahon to serve as interim CEO. I have pledged my complete cooperation to the investigation by the special committee, and I will do everything possible to support the investigation. I've also pledged to accept my findings and outcome of the investigation, whatever they are, said Vince McMahon. Stephanie, obviously you guys heard her quotes about everything. I love this company and I, I am committed to working with the independent directors to strengthen our culture and our company. It is extremely important to me that we have a safe and collaborative workplace. 
I've committed to doing everything in my power to help the special committee complete its work, including marshalling the cooperation of the entire company to assist in the completion of the investigation and to implement its findings, says Miss McMahon. WWE and its board of directors take all allegations of misconduct very seriously. The independent directors of the board engaged independent legal counsel to assist them with an independent review. In addition, the special committee and WWE will work with an independent third party to conduct a comprehensive review of the company's compliance program, HR function, and overall culture. The company and the board do not expect that further comment until the investigation is concluded. This is the biggest story of my lifetime. I, I don't know what you guys are, are thinking. This is the biggest story personally of my lifetime. And we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot watching World Wrestling Entertainment. Looking at this head on, I want change so badly in this company because I love WWE. I love pro wrestling. I would not be here if I didn't. I would have... Uh, I would have gone and fucking worked some shit-ass retail job and fucking slave away for minimum wage. I applied my fucking passion to doing this full-time, and I appreciate every single fucking one of you that's in here right now who waits for my opinion with bated breath every fucking week. You guys are very important to me. I would not be here if I did not truly love pro wrestling. And I have every reason to say, I give up. I can't stand this shit. I want to look at this and I want to find some optimism. I I really do. I really do. On one hand, if Stephen McMahon is taking over from Vince McMahon, never in my lifetime did I think Vince McMahon would ever step down. I honestly, I, I genuinely have contemplated this on a weekly basis. When, when, when are we going to be free of Vince and Johnny Laurinaitis and Bruce Pritchard and get the company to a point where everything is running the way that it should. They may be great financially. They, be, they may be making more money now than ever before. Fine. I, I don't give a shit about that. Neither should you. Neither should you. I find it very funny, all the people on social media, oh, but they're making millions, and who gives a shit about the ratings? But when AEW comes out with ratings, oh, my God, they're dead. I can't wait for them to die, blah, blah, blah. It's like these people are paid fucking actors and they just go out there and shill the company for no good reason. They're not getting any benefit from it. Why does anybody, why does a normal casual fan wonder about what WWE's making financially? The weekly television shows suck. That's the first thing on my mind. Looking at Stephanie McMahon takeover from Vince McMahon, it is very easy to fall into that trap. Oh my God, things are going to change. Are they? Are they going to change? Maybe with Stephanie McMahon taking over full-time completely without the possibility of Vince McMahon returning, I could see maybe change. I do. I do see change coming if that is the case. That is is not the case. I, I, I don't know who you listen to. I don't know who you guys have already gone out there and watched or read their articles or listened to their opinions and read their tweets. Nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to change. Will there be change? Yes, there has to be change. With Stephen McMahon taking over in this position, there has to be change. There has to be change because there needs to be change as far as the board of directors is concerned. If the board of directors have appointed Stephanie McMahon 
as the interim CEO, they're going to need to see change to justify that things are heading in the right direction. Because if there's no change, it may result in them uncovering more. And you don't want to give these people who are investigating the company more ammunition to go out there and find something else out about somebody else or even more dirt on Vince McMahon. You don't want that. So with Stephanie McMahon in charge as interim CEO, there will be change. The change that comes, I don't know. She fired Bruce Prichard once before. That's my first fucking move. Get him out. Get him out. You got to fucking drain the swamp. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do it. Bruce, Johnny Laurinaitis is as good as gone, man. This guy could pray to fucking every, every known entity that there is out there, man. Nobody is going to spare this man's life. This man is fucking laying on the altar of sacrifice. He's as good as gone, man. Johnny Laurinaitis is never going to have another job in the world of pro wrestling again. He will be forever known as the Bella's bitch. Goodbye. Sexist, womanizing piece of shit is John Laurinaitis. Get him the fuck out. Everything that that man stood for, get him the fuck out. This is the type of fucking people that don't need to be there. Stephanie McMahon will be making decisions and moves. Get him out. Johnny Laurinaitis, Bruce Prichard, fucking uh, whoever else is there on Vince McMahon's fucking bull gargling squad, get him out. I want to hope that there is change. There will need to be change just to show face for the board of directors. Vince McMahon is still in charge of creative. I want you guys to be very well aware of this. Vince McMahon is still in charge of creative. All because Stephanie McMahon is charged doesn't mean, oh, Paul Levesque is going to be head of creative now. Oh, look at that. Here comes Paul Levesque, the heir apparent to the throne of the WWE. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Everybody is jumping the gun on Vince McMahon's demise. I hope for it. I really do. I want him to step back. I want him to step away 100%. I wish he would have given up all his creative power to somebody there that would take the show and make it right. It's not going to happen. Does anybody truly believe that Vince McMahon is ever going to step away from creative? As far as I'm concerned and the way I see it, Vince McMahon's a fucking genius. Vince McMahon is a fucking mastermind in all of this. Stephanie McMahon was removed from her original, her, her original position and her, and her title of, of chief brand officer. So then there was a report from, if I could find it, I thought I had it on here. 
There was a report from Cultaholic, I believe. Let me let me look it up. Or, or it's uh, Wrestle Talk or one of these fucking one of these geeks. Let me see. I don't know where it is. Apparently, apparently, this was all a strategic move to get Stephanie McMahon out of her position. I think it was Cultaholic. Let me see. I have it, and it's it's pertinent to the fucking story. It really is. Reason why, reason WWE tried to bury Stephanie McMahon when she began leave of absence. Dave Meltzer reported this today in The Observer, that WWE trying to bury Stephanie McMahon was a preemptive move to preserve the stock price. To those outside of the professional wrestling realm, Vince McMahon's daughter and the perceived heir apparent leaving the company would make it seem like something was wrong within the organization. As a result, the company claimed McMahon was underperforming in her role to give the impression that there wasn't anything wrong and that Stephanie McMahon was simply not good at her job. Vince McMahon is a fucking genius. For all that people say about Vince McMahon, me included, when it comes to business and the team that Vince McMahon has assembled, Vince McMahon is one of the most powerful men in this sport. He's also one of the smartest men in all of business. There's a reason why Vince McMahon has gotten this far, and Vince McMahon will be cleared of all these charges. Vince McMahon owned 80% of the Class B stock for WWE. He had all of the voting power in WWE. Nothing, nothing was going to go to anybody else, man. If WWE was making a decision, it was going to be at the fucking behest of Vince McMahon. So what did Vince McMahon do? Vince McMahon sat down with the board of directors. Vince McMahon told everybody and convinced everybody on the board of directors, including Nick Khan, there are 12 board of directors in WWE, sat down with all of them, came to the conclusion that he's going to step back. He gave everybody the spiel about Stephanie McMahon is the right person for the job. Nick Khan... He's shit out of luck, man. He wants to be fucking Thanos and he wants to wipe away the McMahon family empire to sell this shit to fucking Mickey Mouse. It ain't gonna happen. Vince shilled to the directors. Stephanie's the right person for the job. He steps back. The McMahons stay in power in WWE. Nick Khan, he's somebody right now that has absolutely nothing to do with anything. He's in the position that he's in right now. He's gonna maintain that position But right now, Stephanie McMahon basically is filling in for Vince, and Nick Khan has to now answer to Stephanie McMahon. While Vince McMahon steps back and does what he has to do for creative, you don't think Vince McMahon is still running the company in the fucking shadows of Stephanie McMahon? You don't think this man is still ordering things to happen as they happen, as they should happen? Stephanie McMahon is going to go to Vince McMahon about everything, everything. Vince McMahon's going to have to play ball. He's in a position right now where Vince McMahon is at his weakest state. Vince McMahon cannot just outwardly say no and that be the final decision. Vince McMahon's no now comes with a combative fucking presence around it. Vince, I don't think that no is a really good idea. We need to maybe think this through. Where Vince McMahon's no before was the final say and nobody had any fucking word about it. Vince McMahon's no could be met with a bunch of no's on the other side of the fence. 
Stephen McMahon is only the CEO for the time being, interim CEO. Vince McMahon is still the one who's running shit behind the scenes. That's, as far as I see it, that's the way I see it. Now, Stephanie's going to have to do something. Stephanie's going to have to go in there and clean house. Stephanie's going to have to go in there and wipe the fucking pool of all this poison. And I do think that that will come within time. Johnny Laurinaitis, Bruce Pritchard, and anybody else on that team that's shady, that's worked for Vince McMahon, goodbye. This could be Stephanie McMahon's time to really say to her dad, what you've been doing is not right. We don't need this old man, old boys club mentality anymore. It's giving the company and our family a bad look. Let me hire the right people. Stephanie is a world-acclaimed female presence in the, in the world of business. So why would he not trust her to go out there and make the right decisions and hire people and put those people in those positions and get a cleanup started backstage in WWE? They all have to go. I said this time and time and time again, and I'm not going to stop repeating it. They all have to go. A more inclusive environment backstage. A more woman-friendly environment backstage. A more welcoming, not walking on eggshells environment backstage. This is the type of presence that we need. McMahon's presence, Stephanie McMahon's presence is exactly what we need in the WWE right now. I will say this, though. I will say this. If Vince McMahon is only head of creative, which I don't really believe, I do think that he's going to be running the shit from the shadows. If Vince McMahon really is only in charge of creative, this may be a good thing. I don't want to sit here and tell you it's going to be a bad thing. It may be a good thing. Without all this shit on Vince McMahon's plate and without all the fucking other shit that Vince McMahon has to deal with on a daily basis... He only right now has to worry about the creative from Monday and Friday. We could see a vivid or more vivid vision of WWE's product through Vince McMahon's eyes. We may start to see some changes based on the fucking workload that he might not have to worry about anymore because he stepped back. But WWE, in my honest opinion, is going to be Vince McMahon until Vince McMahon officially steps away for good and leaves creative to somebody else. But Stephanie McMahon, theoretically, minus all what I said, because I truly do believe that Vince McMahon is still in charge. The stock prices have taken a hit. They're down almost 4% today. And this goes to show you that, you know, people don't really know who Stephanie McMahon is. There's a little hesitancy there right now. The company is Vince McMahon. They all trust Vince McMahon to make the right decisions. They're only on board because of Vince McMahon. It would have been the same way if Triple H took over. They don't really trust Triple H. They don't know Triple H enough to trust him. They don't know Stephanie McMahon enough to trust her, even though she's a McMahon. But Vince is a fucking genius. Vince is a genius. He shilled what he shilled to the board of directors, kept a McMahon in charge. Can you imagine if Vince McMahon step back without doing what he did and left all the power to Nick Khan to facilitate somebody else being the new CEO of WWE. Vince McMahon would not, would never live in a world where WWE would be run as CEO by, uh, by somebody that's not a McMahon. This is a genius fucking move. He's going to step back. He's going to do what he's got to do until things right themselves and he will be back as CEO. Stephen McMahon's not going to be the CEO forever. 
She's not taking over full time for Vince McMahon. If anybody believes Stephanie McMahon is taking over for Vince McMahon as CEO full time, I think they are, are, are they're fucking stupid. There's no reason to believe why that's going to happen. Not anyway. This is something along the lines of it needs to happen for me to fucking believe it. Everybody's already predicting the demise of Vince McMahon and better WWE television. Folks, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Nothing is going to change. Friday Night SmackDown tonight's going to draw three rating because of Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon only. The, the show that we're getting should be okay because of Roman Reigns and Matt Rule main eventing tonight. But following this next week, nothing's going to change. What do you expect? Fucking NXT black and gold to be resurrected overnight? Triple H to be in charge turning the fucking Fruit Loop box of NXT 2.0 back to black and gold overnight? None of this is going to happen. You're living in a fucking fantasy world. I wish I'd be the first one leading the goddamn charge on that discussion, man. I want nothing more, so much more than anybody in the community for that to happen. I don't really understand why people are just falling into this fantasy realm where things are going to automatically be better. This is why I read it and I didn't really, I didn't really jump at, oh my God, true change is coming. Yes, the potential for change is coming, but there's no reason for us to believe it. None. What could Stephanie McMahon change? Stephanie McMahon could do whatever the fuck she wants. As CEO, right? She could do whatever the fuck she wants. She could get rid of Bruce. She could get rid of Johnny Laurinaitis. She could get rid of uh, everybody else back there that she doesn't want there. Triple H, for as buried Triple H has been by management, Triple H seemingly could have a position of power again. We could see, we could see Triple H maybe, maybe have more power in WWE, more power, maybe getting back NXT, releasing that grip from Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon for the changes that they solely wanted, removing Triple H from power. That's what happened. You don't think Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard and Nick Khan did this all on their own? People are still out there thinking that Shawn Michaels and Triple H are running NXT You're living in a fucking fantasy realm where dragons fly in the air and fucking Chris Jericho is casting spells on somebody and Becky Lynch is living in a fucking cave somewhere. No, no. Bruce and Vince run NXT from Skype or Zoom. That's what's going on. Shawn Michaels is a puppet. You don't think Stephanie McMahon has a fucking bone to pick with these people? You don't think Stephanie McMahon was just as proud of NXT as Triple H was? You don't think Stephanie McMahon was fucking thrilled and over the moon about the way women's wrestling started to be a centerpiece for WWE? All of it was wiped away. All of it was wiped away. Gone are the Sasha Banks and the Baileys and the Charlottes and the fucking Bianca Belairs that were cultivated in NXT. Now we got Nikita Lyons. No, no disrespect to Nikita Lyons because I don't know what the fucking talent the woman possesses. But Nikita Lyons coming out on fucking TV having two-minute matches because she's got a big fucking ass doesn't really interest me as far as a pro wrestling aspect is concerned. Half of the fucking women that you see now on NXT 2.0 are, are toxic attraction. That's what John Laurinaitis and Vince McMahon and everybody else in WWE think women's wrestling is. Stephanie McMahon in charge proactively now has the power to change all of that. She has the power to change all of that. 
somebody who is at the forefront of advocating for a women's revolution. We could see change in NXT. We could see change on the main roster. This is something that might keep Sasha Banks in WWE and have her second guess on what she wants to do if the fucking swamp and the old boys club and the old man mentality is there, the sexism and the asses and the tits and all this other shit that they push to the forefront with Triple H being removed for women's wrestling, Stephanie McMahon can usher back in what Triple H and his vision was and things could be changed to a point where it may be enough to lure Sasha Banks back to the WWE. But people thinking that there will be change... Nothing's going to change. These are only possibilities. These are only possibilities. Triple H being reinstated in NXT, better creative on the main roster. How can they be better creative with, with the main roster? Vince McMahon is still in charge of creative and is head of creative. For all the bullshit that people are saying out there, man, you guys are really, you guys are really fucking mental, man. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility for this to happen. That's why I'm bringing you all the fucking case and points about what could be. But I don't want people to jump the gun about anything that's going on here. Stephanie McMahon is an interim chairwoman, CEO of WWE. And if you read between the lines of the title, Vince has stepped back. He stepped back. It went from Vince back, Stephanie ahead of Vince. That's all it means. He didn't step down. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be backstage. He's going to be on TV tonight. He's going to fucking dwell in the shadows of Gotham City until the time is right. And then he's going to put on the Batman suit and he's going to go about fighting for WWE once again as CEO. That is what is going to happen. As soon as this investigation is cleared, and it will be cleared, it will be cleared. Nobody's beating Vince McMahon on this. Nobody. Even with the little fucking asterisk next to the $100,000 raise that the woman got. Vince McMahon will be back in charge of running WWE. And Nick Khan is going to be fucking shriveled up in a corner. Ah, oh, my plan didn't work. What else could we come up with? You know? I'm sorry to burst your bubbles, guys. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Now, the $100,000 raise that this woman got. You know, a lot of people want to hang their fucking hat. That's what's going to get him. That's what's going to get him. How do you really know that's what's going to get him? You think Jerry McDivitt is somebody that's going to let that one slide? There's an in and out for everything, man. Jerry McDivitt is not going to allow that to beat Vince McMahon. If you truly believe, this is what people don't really get, man. This is what I do for a fucking living. I have people around me and we have discussions about this shit, man. And I sit here and I fucking contemplate everything. If you think Vince McMahon is going to fucking lose power completely in WWE over $100,000 and he didn't cover his bases on $100,000, man. What are you what are you doing? Why would you ever believe that? You think Vince McMahon is stupid enough to blow his cover? and blow everything that he's had in WWE, all the power and all the money, over $100,000? Clearly, this was approved by HR. There's a reason why Vince McMahon has hired a human resources department. They handle this. $100,000 is not going to be the downfall of Vince McMahon. HR approved a $100,000 raise for legit reasons. Now, the, the report didn't state that the $100,000 was given in one lump sum in one year. Who's to say that it wasn't paid over the three years that the woman has been there? She got hired in 2019 as a paralegal. It's now 2022. Who's to say that it wasn't $100,000 
over a period of three years based on work. Maybe when she came in, other paralegals were making $200,000 and she made a statement to somebody and she worked her ass off to get to a point where she's now on average about what the other paralegals in WWE are making. Everybody made this out to be the fucking nail in Vince McMahon's coffin. $100,000 is going to be the nail in Vince McMahon's fucking coffin? I don't think so. You think Vince McMahon is stupid not to cover his bases on that? There's a legit reason, which I am 1,000% sure is on public record why she got a raise, and it's not something that WWE is going to let slide out there in the public. It's not Vince McMahon paying that woman with corporate money. It is corporate money, but it's not for the reasons of nefarious actions or nefarious means. It may just be because this woman was pretty damn good at her job and get your fucking mind out of the gutter. The other thing about this, who's to say Vince McMahon initiated a $100,000 raise? You know, there are four men in WWE, right? Every single person on Vince McMahon's fucking team, man. All the fucking flies that buzz around, that fucking big piece of shit. That is Vince McMahon. You think WWE is going to let Vince McMahon go under for $100,000, man? There is a reason. There is a reason why Paul Heyman was removed, why Vince McMahon never put himself as director of Monday Night Raw. We all know Vince McMahon runs Monday Night Raw. We all know Vince McMahon runs Friday Night SmackDown. There is a fucking decision made without that man's stamp of approval. Paul Heyman was put in charge of Monday Night Raw because he was hired as a full man. When Vince McMahon hires somebody like that to be in a position of power on Monday Night Raw, we are all going to blame Paul Heyman when things go awry, when they fall, when they fail. So Paul Heyman got removed after one year. Why? Because he wasn't doing an adequate job. Meanwhile, I would trust Paul Heyman seven days of the fucking week over Vince McMahon to run Monday Night Raw. But he got pulled. Eric Bischoff didn't even get one day on the job before he was fucking pulled from Friday Night SmackDown. Soon as that one show, that debut episode on Fox that did 4.5 million viewers with The Rock being in the ring with Becky Lynch and Baron Corbin. You guys remember that? The ratings tanked to a 2.4, 2.5. They lost half of their fucking audience. Who do you think they blamed on that? Didn't take long for them to blame Eric Bischoff. Goodbye. Heyman and Bischoff were hired as fall men. When things go wrong, there is always a fall guy in place. Johnny Laurinaitis is a fall guy. He is going to be on the receiving end of every negative fucking thing that comes out of this investigation. He is nothing more than a fall guy. Johnny Laurinaitis, his name was all up and down that Wall Street Journal interview, man, all that, that, that article. He's a fall guy. He got the woman because Vince McMahon shoot, shoot her off as a toy to Johnny Laurinaitis. So that, by default, makes her John Laurinaitis's priority, right? Whatever Vince is doing, yes, it's there in the article, but Johnny Laurinaitis took this woman as his responsibility and did whatever he needed to do to keep Vince McMahon happy. Who's to say that Johnny Laurinaitis didn't execute a $100,000 raise for the woman because he wanted to keep Vince McMahon happy? That's what he hires these people to do. Johnny Laurinaitis is going down for every single part of this investigation. 
Vince McMahon used his own personal money to keep something private that I think every single one of us who loves pro wrestling knew about Vince McMahon. He's a scumbag, sleazeball, old fucking pervert who cheated on his wife and he did a NDA, tried to keep her quiet, $3 million, don't say anything bad publicly about Vince McMahon, blah, 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 that's it. Join the long list of fucking CEOs who have ultimate power in a fucking big company that they run. That is a fucking scumbag. I'm sorry, I'm not surprised by anything that came out in the Wall Street Journal. It's like them shining a ray of light. Oh my God, oh, look at this. Look at us, look at what we uncovered. No shit. No shit. Vince McMahon has everything strategically mapped out. He stepped back and appointed Stephanie McMahon as his... As he stepped back from CEO and chairman of the board, appointed his daughter to take the spot so that the McMahon family name is still in control. 100% of the power still lies in the McMahon name. Nick Khan is shit out of luck, man. Do I think Nick Khan is the whistleblower? You better fucking believe I think Nick Khan is the fucking whistleblower in this entire thing. He wants to wipe out the fucking McMahon legacy and sell the company off so that we make billions more so than the McMahons could ever make, and he wants to do it all by himself. Vince McMahon is a fucking genius, if you ask me. Everything in place. Laurinaitis is the fall guy out of his own pocket to pay this woman $3 million again. That's even up for debate. Was it a $3 million lump sum? Was it paid over the fucking five years that she was told to keep quiet or whatever the case may be? He's got everything in place, man. Money out of his own pocket to keep her quiet, Johnny Laurinaitis executed and activated a fucking race for this woman based through human resources for legit reasons. He's the fucking fall guy. And then Vince McMahon taking a step back from CEO, appointing Stephanie McMahon as the chairman or the chairwoman of the board while he maintains creative. I mean, folks, Vince McMahon's going to be the chairman of the board within less than a year. Vince McMahon, they all come back from it. They all come back from it, man. The one guy that sticks out to me is Tiger Woods. Do, do you guys remember what Tiger Woods went through? All the sexual allegations and the abuse and the fucking harassment and the fucking womanizing that Tiger Woods went through. He lost his deals with Tag Heuer. He lost his deals with Rolex. He lost everything. Mercedes-Benz and fucking Gatorade and all this other shit that Tiger Woods was a part of. Now he's back on the fucking greens and he's fucking playing golf and he's got his sponsorship back with Rolex and he's got his sponsorship back with Gatorade and he's still one of the biggest names in the sport. You do what you do, you fuck up, you come out, you make a public apology, you lose everything and then they wait in the shadows and they get everything back the way that it was. Is Tiger Woods fucking winning fucking Masters? No. Tiger Woods is not even the shell of a fucking former player that he was. But Vince McMahon isn't fucking playing for the PGA. He's Vince McMahon, CEO of WWE. And Vince McMahon is going to be a CEO by the end of the year. When this investigation is clear and Jerry McDivitt will want to get this shit done because he doesn't want a black eye on the company, Vince McMahon will be back in charge. Nothing will change. With him as head of creative, nothing will change. That's the only part that we should care about. His fucking penis size and what the woman looks like and all this other shit. The genetic jackhammer. I don't give a fuck what he's doing.
or who he's fucking. I don't care. I want shit on television to make sense. I'll leave that to the fucking irrelevance on social media to joke about on a daily basis. We want better television. And we're not going to get better television until Vince is completely gone and that swamp is completely fucking drained. Is Stephanie McMahon going to make changes? You better fucking believe she's going to make changes. Are they going to be the changes that matter? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. But I can't see Vince McMahon completely stepping away. I see people saying that when Vince McMahon is cleared of all these charges, there's no way he's coming back. He's absolutely going to be back in charge. There's no other reason for this or, or why this would be happening. Vince has it in the back of his mind that he's going to be back in charge, and he stepped back. That's what's the reality of the situation. So all the people that are fantasizing about a better WWE, I'm sorry, man, I just don't see it. I wish. I wish. Tony Khan is not buying WWE. This is not going to make WWE weaker. No. Nothing will change until Vince McMahon is completely removed from power. Now, him showing up on TV, I think, is a fucking dick move. I really do. I don't think Vince McMahon needs to be on TV. I think he should be. And and in Fox, you know, they have the power to say, you know, Vince, we don't think this is a good idea. But Vince is going to be on TV, from what we know right now, is going to be on TV making a public statement about this, and he's going to say what he's got to say. Do I think that's the right move? No, I think it's a sleazeball move. But he's got to come out and publicly apologize And the fact that he's going to do that and then go back into the shadows, run the show the way business is as usual, only for Stephanie McMahon to be there with the McMahon family name uh, in control and in power, that's it. That's it. Everybody that thinks this is going to change WWE, I need you to get back to reality, man. Nothing about Vince stepping down and Stephanie being inserted is going to change a fucking thing. In WWE. That's all I have on the story. Anything else? Anything else? I will obviously keep you guys updated on the podcast. And we will attack it as it comes in. I know a lot of people were wondering, would J.D. Akamina talk about this yesterday? I didn't want to talk about this yesterday because I had a very, very strong feeling that things were not done in regards to Vince McMahon and this scandal. So now we have all that we need to know. And Stephanie McMahon right now is interim CEO of WWE. The other big story that happened this week is Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, apparently there is news on Sasha Banks. She is looking like she may end up getting her release. Now, again, I don't know what this means for Sasha Banks with Stephanie McMahon taking over. Maybe Sasha Banks isn't as... Stupid as people believe she is, but Sasha Banks could be looking at a WWE release because she reportedly has lawyers getting it done. Raj Geary, he posted up a tweet that got him death threats because the IWC is a bunch of fucking idiots. That's why. He put up a tweet about Sasha Banks potentially being released from the company. He put it up. It blew up. People were talking about it. It got Sasha Banks trending. No one else has been able to confirm the news. But Geary does have a good track record of breaking news. From what I know about Raj, he's not putting his name. I don't know him personally. He's not going to put his name out there on something that isn't true. Now, he could end up having this backfire on him. I don't think this is going to backfire on him 
I'm thinking that it will be something that is announced in the week to come. And WWE is going to announce it when the lawyers give them the opportunity to say, you know what, we've done our part. Sasha Banks is a free woman. You need to go announce it right now. We wish her well in her future endeavors. Fightful noted that after talking with Raj, they learned that Banks' lawyers were involved and there had been eyes on a physical WWE release. Now, during the Matt Men podcast on Thursday, Andrew Zarian said that while he can't confirm she's been released, he did hear last week that her attorneys were working on getting this done. Last month at a Monday Night Raw event, as you guys know, Banks and Naomi walked out because of creative differences with Vince McMahon regarding a six-pack challenge on the show. That's not something that's going to be a regular thing anymore. They can argue Vince McMahon now. Everybody can argue Vince McMahon now because Stephanie McMahon is the interim CEO. And if something is going to break as far as creative unhappiness and all this other shit, you don't want that getting out there making Stephanie McMahon look good. She's going to look bad. She's going to try and make it look good. And Stephanie McMahon is going to put her foot down. That's the potential for change. That potentially could happen. I don't know. I don't know. It is very difficult, like I said, for me to believe that Vince McMahon is going to reduce his power because of an investigation going on about some fucking scandal and some hush money that he gave to some woman that he was having an affair with. Stephanie McMahon could step in and change those types of situations. That remains to be seen. I don't want to say no or yes, but the potential is there. The plan was for Naomi to challenge Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell while Banks was supposed to wrestle Ronda Rousey. So that following Friday on SmackDown, it was announced that the two were indefinitely suspended, stripped of the championships. They have not said a single word on anything, and yet WWE is in this huge black hole of everything happening where Randy Orton is out, Cody Rhodes got out, uh, is out, uh, McMahon is stepping back from his CEO duties, and Randy Orton, you know, we'll talk about him in a second, Sasha Banks being released, there's a lot going on, man. This may be the busiest, most unbelievable week in WWE history. The lawyers. The lawyers with Sasha Banks, if it's in the hands of the lawyers, I expect it to happen within the next seven days or, or whenever. The thing is, and this is what a lot of people are not talking about, 90 days from now would probably bring us close to AEW All Out. WWE doesn't want Sasha Banks debuting at All Out. WWE doesn't want Sasha Banks debuting at Grand Slam in Queens either. WWE doesn't want Sasha Banks to be released on a fucking Monday or a Tuesday for her to show up on a Wednesday and show up on AEW Dynamite right after a WWE release. It's probably going to happen, and it's inevitable that it will happen. WWE will hold back Sasha Banks' release so that All Out passes and that Grand Slam passes so that Sasha Banks can't debut on one of those big shows. They are going to prolong her debut in AEW for as long as they can. And JD, why are you saying AEW? Because I do think that Sasha Banks will end up in AEW. I do. A lot of people are telling me, because I posted an opinion tweet last night, Sasha Banks is the best female pro wrestler in WWE right now that is employed on the main roster. She's better than Becky, she's better than Bianca, and she's better than Charlotte Flair. Don't even at me about Charlotte Botch Machine Flair who can't even do a fucking proper moonsault correctly. Charlotte Flair and all her fucking crying and all the fucking bullshit 
that we get with Charlotte Flair, man. I wouldn't even say Charlotte Flair is the best wrestler on her brand. Never mind, in the women's division. Give me a break. Overrated. Overrated. Give me a break. Sasha Banks is the best female performer in the WWE. She's one of the best female performers on the planet. You think this woman is showing her 100% capability in the confines of WWE? Fuck no. Of course she's not. This is a woman that had her passion killed. This is a woman that had her passion killed and had to go over to Japan and work the fucking Japanese strong style because she wanted to fall in love with pro wrestling. This is a woman that frequents the House of Glory school. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her yet, but I hope one day I hear about her going to the House of Glory school, getting in the ring with the students, training with the students side by side, and Red teaching the class, all with her fabled notebook. This is a woman that loves professional wrestling. Everybody's like, well, who's to say she even wants to pro wrestle? I think those people are living in a sea of ignorance. Sasha Banks is 30 years old. You don't think this woman wants to wrestle? She may not want to wrestle until she's fucking 45. She doesn't need to. She go to Hollywood tomorrow and be a fucking megastar. Sasha Banks just is a megastar. This woman is going to wrestle. This woman is going to AEW. Tony Khan is already licking his fucking lips. Get your mind out of the gutter. Sasha Banks will be all elite. Sasha Banks will start a new women's revolution in AEW. Sasha Banks with Paige, because she'll be all elite too, will start a women's revolution in AEW where Sasha Banks has wanted to do this in WWE, was never afforded the opportunity to continue doing it, she will be able to continue it with the likes of Ruby Soho, Jade Cargill, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Chris Statlander. If you don't think this is an enticing offer for, for Sasha Banks for Mercedes, you got another thing fucking coming, my friend. Sasha Banks will be... Athena. I can't forget Athena. You think Sasha Banks doesn't want to wrestle? You think Sasha Banks wants to be a part and a leader of not one, but two women's revolutions. How do you think that's going to look on her resume when she leads the women's division in WWE and leads the women's division in AEW that desperately needs someone like her and her leadership? That may be the biggest signing outside of CM Punk and Brian Danielson that Tony Khan ever gives a contract to, man. That will be the biggest signing of the entire year right under CM Punk. Give me a fucking break, man. Give me a break. These women have been fucking toyed with, disrespected, neglected, shorthanded, handcuffed, and you don't think that this woman has every fucking right and every gripe to want to go to the competition and shove this shit so far up Bruce Pritchard and Johnny Laurinaitis and Vince McMahon's ass. You don't think she wants to do that? Give me a break, man. I don't need to sit here and document why Sasha Banks wants to go anywhere. The woman's going to do what she wants to do. But if you think that she ain't going to wrestle, man, come on. 30 years old, she can wrestle till she's 33, 34, quit, go to Hollywood, and still be one of the most beautiful women in the world and be on Hollywood making 50 times more money than what she did as an active pro wrestler. And when she goes to AEW, Tony Khan will afford her to go to Japan if she wants to and wrestle professionally where she can't do that 
in WWE. Tony Khan will afford her to go do movies and go do voiceovers and go do everything else that she wants to do where WWE doesn't afford her the right to do any of that. Give me a break. Sasha Banks is as good as gone. If there's any time now or any time ever where she wanted to step away now is the right time to do that. So the lawyers are getting it done. I do believe it's going to happen. Zarian's going to be proved right. Raj is going to be proved right. And everybody can get off their fucking high horses and their death threats over fucking Sasha Banks. Somebody who doesn't even recognize your existence. She don't even recognize you're an alive, breathing human being. Death threats to somebody who was at a fucking hockey game and broke the news about your favorite pro wrestler, man. I've never seen people up in their feelings so fucking much. It is so fucking sad, man. Go get some vitamin D. Go sit at the fucking park and fantasize about Sasha Banks all you want, man. She ain't gonna fuck you. She ain't gonna fuck you, bro. Calm the fuck down. That's what she's got Mikaze for. Lucky him. Randy Orton. The other big news. Randy Orton could be out of action for the rest of 2022. This could be turned into a positive. WWE thinking, oh my God, they're, they're going to be without Randy Orton. Oh my God, what are we going to do without Randy Orton? I booked this for you perfectly. I don't need anybody to tell me what to do with Randy Orton now that he's going to be out potentially missing SummerSlam and Roman Reigns. What is he going to do? Easy. Easy. WWE fucked up by giving Roman Reigns both championships. We'll fix that today. Randy Orton. He's been working through a back injury. This has been something that's been happening for a while, and the decision was made a few weeks ago to pull him off television to allow him to heal up. Fightful reports that it got to a point where he actually had some work done to improve his condition before the tag team title unification match on May 20th. That was SmackDown, although it's unclear of the extent of the work that he had done to his back. The report stated things have gotten progressively worse, and WWE fears that Orton will be forced to undergo surgery. If that happens, then he will likely be out of action for the rest of the year. It's unclear what the exact injury is to Randy Orton. Now, Orton is not factored into any creative plans for WWE at the moment, but there were plans for him to wrestle for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam next month in Nashville, Tennessee. Orton appeared on a recent internal injury report for the company as well. If Orton does get surgery, then the planned match with Roman Reigns obviously is not going to happen. And Matt Riddle could be slotted in not only for tonight, but could be the opponents for Roman Reigns at SummerSlam as well, being that Roman Reigns is going to miss the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Now, that's a possibility. Meltzer already debunked this. Today on The Observer. WWE is going to have Roman Reigns defend the title against Matt Riddle tonight on SmackDown. I will be live on YouTube for the post-show SmackDown going over everything that Vince McMahon said. Riddle tonight and Orton at SummerSlam. That was the plan. Now, Orton's match is in jeopardy with Roman Reigns after it was reported that he is hurt. Meltzer reported in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that there is a backup plan for Roman Reigns, but we are told at press time the plan for Reigns at SummerSlam is not going to be Matt Riddle. Reigns hasn't defended the title since he won the title 
from Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and that was back in April. A lot of people are claiming that the titles are quote-unquote unified. They're not unified. The titles are not unified. WWE doesn't describe them as unified. They don't title it on TV as the Unified Championship. Unified came about by the dirt sheets and by podcasters and by fucking journalists and analysts. The titles are not unified. Unified means one. What I see is two. But WWE, they had this same thing when they unified the titles back in the day and then they made one title. No, I don't give a fuck what WWE did back in the day. I don't give a fuck what WWE back in the day. I'm living in 2022 on June 17th. WWE does not have a unified fucking title, okay? Right now, like fools, we all thought that the unified title was going to lead to the end of the branch, but clearly that didn't happen, and clearly that's not going to happen. Roman Reigns is carrying around the undisputed championship. Two titles on Roman Reigns does not mean unified. If WWE wanted the unification of the tag of the titles, then they would have did one championship and the brand split would be ended. If they wanted the unification of the tag team titles, they would have given the Usos one title and the tag teams would have been merged together. The tag team divisions would have been merged. WWE cannot afford to have that happen now because of their laziness and their creative fucking bankruptcy, okay? Roman Reigns, the way we get out of this, we do a riddle tonight. Roman Reigns misses money in the bank. Roman Reigns has the Universal and the WWE Championship together, right? He's got both titles. So there's nothing for him on SmackDown. There's nothing for Roman Reigns on SmackDown. There's nothing but Drew McIntyre on SmackDown. Drew McIntyre isn't getting his title shot until Clash at the Castle in September, Labor Day weekend. So what do we do going into SummerSlam? Easy. Clearly, the only option is Roman Reigns going over to Monday Night Raw. Roman Reigns hasn't been on Monday Night Raw since, since he won the championships. Maybe once, maybe one time that I'm forgetting. Excuse me, I don't really pay attention to to anything on Monday Night Raw, barely. Roman Reigns needs to be in his new home on Monday Night Raw. He needs to go to Monday Night Raw because there's no competition over on SmackDown, and he needs to be interrupted by Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is the plan B for Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Can't be Orton, which would be a natural progression after Matt Riddle. It's going to have to be Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley already made motion and mention of the WWE Championship after he beat Omos at the last pay-per-view. He took some fucking poor schmucks replica title in the front row and paraded around like he wants the WWE Championship. Fine. WWE's got footage of it. I seen it. You seen it. Now make it into a storyline. After we get through with this fucking Austin Theory bullshit that he's got going on with the United States title, a title that he's not going to win... Austin Theory can go on to challenge John Cena at SummerSlam. They could get their fucking dream match out of the way and give Austin Theory John Cena while Bobby Lashley, he moves on and challenges Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. Or in this case, they could do the Undisputed Championship. But whatever the case may be, it's going to be Bobby Lashley. Then we get to the Clash of the Castle show, and WWE is looking at another match here for the world championships with Drew McIntyre. What do we do? What do we do? Well, at this point, Seth Rollins will win money in the bank. Seth Rollins will win money in the bank. He's going to be Mr. Money in the Bank. Roman Reigns, how we get out of this and get the championship back on Monday Night Raw, which they so desperately need because with Cody and Randy Orton out, I don't see how you're operating with a part-time Roman Reigns holding both championships. Roman Reigns is going to challenge Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Castle. One title should be on the line, the Universal Championship. Why would Roman Reigns want to defend the Bolt Championships against Drew McIntyre in his home fucking realm? 
of the United Kingdom. Why would he want to do that? Why would he want to do that? Roman Reigns didn't win the championships in one shot. He won them both. So if Drew McIntyre wants a shot at the title, he's going to have Paul Heyman make up a contract, and he's going to give him a Universal Championship match, and that will afford Drew McIntyre to not fully end the reign of Roman Reigns because I think that's fucking pathetic. I'm not wasting 700 days for Drew McIntyre to be the one to take down Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre isn't at that level. Drew McIntyre hasn't done anything to deserve being at that level and being awarded the one to beat Roman Reigns. But it's looking more and more likely that my fucking selfish ass and me wanting Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns isn't going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe it does happen, but I don't think it's going to happen at this time. We need a WWE champion on Monday Night Raw. If Drew McIntyre loses, or wins rather, and beats Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns loses, he's the WWE champion. I can't really see that happening either because do you think Fox is going to just give Roman Reigns over to NBCU? I don't see that happening. Roman Reigns is going to be the WWE champion. If everything that I say comes true and Roman Reigns loses the Universal Championship, he's only left with the WWE Championship, and then that means he's a Monday Night Raw superstar because that's their championship. He's got to go back and defend it over there. Fox is not going to want that. So what we do is we have Roman lose both championships in the same night. Drew McIntyre beats him with the Claymore kick. One, two, three, Universal Championship, and then Seth Rollins cashes in on Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns loses both the WWE and Universal Championships at Clash of the Castle while Seth Rollins cashes in on Roman Reigns doing a throwback to WrestleMania 31 where he did the same thing against Reigns and Lesnar. Then Roman Reigns can go part-time. He could do whatever the fuck he wants. The WWE title would be back on Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw. Drew McIntyre can lead SmackDown and Roman. He could go and feud whatever the fuck he wants until Dwayne decides he wants to wrestle Roman at WrestleMania. That's the way you go about it. Seth Rollins, as a heel, has baby faces he could wrestle. AJ Styles, Edge, right? We could see that on Monday Night Raw for the rest of the year. A match or a feud again with Edge? I'll take it. Whatever they did in their three-match series was great. AJ and Seth Rollins for the WWE title, AJ's going to need to be built back up, and that's something that could be something. By that time, we'll have a draft. Maybe we get Carmelo Hayes. Maybe we get Braun Breaker. Maybe we get somebody coming up from NXT that's big enough and believable enough to challenge Seth Rollins and continue that train going until Cody comes back and wins the Royal Rumble and wins the WWE Championship from Seth Rollins in match number four at WrestleMania. Everybody's already claiming that this is a bad idea. Some people, now I shouldn't say it everybody, but some people are claiming this is a bad idea. Well, how do you want somebody who lost to Cody three times and one time with one arm to be the champion and for Cody to be the one to take on Seth Rollins? We're, we're out of choices. We're out of choices right now. What WWE really should have done is they should have they should have brought up Braun Breaker, and they should have had Braun Breaker built up through April, May, June, July, and all the way up until SummerSlam for Braun Breaker to be the one to challenge Roman Reigns and take the WWE Championship from Roman Reigns. That's what should have been done. But they didn't do that because WWE is not in the business of building new stars. So that's the only thing that I could see happening to make everything right. Roman having both championships right now, creatively, it's holding the WWE hostage, and Monday Night Raw does not have a world championship. 
If we have to get and have to bear through and sit through a fucking posing contest with Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley, I think it's time we need to get the WWE title back in the main event on Monday Night Raw. And finally, guys, we have news. If you guys watch NXT, which I don't think you guys do. Actually, I got two more stories. Troy Donovan, NXT's two dimes. Troy, two dimes Donovan. He was with Tony D'Angelo, my boy Tony D over here. He was released. Nobody knows why he was released until now. Apparently, apparently he was released because of a policy issue. It was the d- decision to release him because of a policy issue. It was stated that WWE might bring him back in the next year. However, at the time, no word uh, released on what was the reason why he was released and what the policy was. Dave Meltzer reported in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that he was fired for a failed drug test. A failed drug test. Now, unless WWE changed their fucking drug policy, that would be strike one, and you are suspended for 30 days. I honestly think that WWE wanted Troy Donovan gone from the company, or maybe he was going to be on the fucking chopping block anyway, and they just decided to cut their fucking losses and cut their ties with him now and use this as a way to get him out of there. But if the policy that he broke was a failed drug test, w, from, what I'm, from what I remember, unless they changed it, WWE's drug policy is first offense failed, 30 days. Second day failed, 60 days. Third day, fired. So they went from breaking the drug policy to fired. They didn't even do the 30 days or the 60 days. A failed drug test. That's why they released this guy. Sounds very sketchy to me. John Laurinaitis was a part of this. Two Dimes had just worked the first night of the NXT tour in Tampa on June 10th and was told the next day before the Saturday show in Largo by head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis, that if everything is clear, he should apply for a job to return in about a year. I don't understand that. Very, very sketchy there. Once again, by John Laurinaitis. So we'll see what happens, man. I find that to be incredibly weird when WWE's drug policy is not immediate termination. It is easily 30-day suspension, and then you come back and you write the ship after that, and you work to wipe your fucking record clean. I don't understand it. And then finally, guys, we got Booker T. Booker T. This is the dumbest thing I read all week, man. Booker T on Jeff Hardy's arrest. He says, and I quote, I think AEW has some responsibility to bear. So you're blaming, you're partially blaming, I should say. He didn't fully blame AEW and Tony Khan, but he's partially blaming AEW for Jeff Hardy's years and years and years of alcohol problems. On his Hall of Fame podcast, Booker T talked about the Jeff Hardy drunk driving incident. He was arrested. He was pulled over. Police took out their weapons. Hardy was a complete mess. Didn't know where he was going. Didn't know where he was coming from. Stated that he had fireball or shots or fireball. He was on his way to get a brain scan. They gave him a sobriety test on the side of the road. Couldn't even stand. He sat all Malachi Black-like in the middle of the road. They brought him to the parking lot where he could not even walk a straight line. Booker T talked about this on his Hall of Fame podcast. He says, and I quote, We were just talking about how serious alcohol is and how serious addiction really is. Jeff Hardy has been one of those guys who have been going through it for quite some time. It's public as far as Jeff Hardy's struggles with addiction. 
I must say, when I heard about it, I was like, wow, man, it's serious because this is serious. This is a class three felony. He could face up to five years of prison. That right there makes it a little bit different. You could actually end up in prison for driving drunk, let alone the sunny situation where someone could die. It could really, really be serious just from an alcohol perspective. He's facing five years for this right here. I don't wish that on anyone. People are going to say, man, he deserves it. I've seen the comments already saying AEW didn't put the drink in his hand and didn't put the keys in his hand and make him drive. Yeah, they didn't. But I think AEW has some responsibility to bear because you go back and look at the compilation of death-defying dives Jeff Hardy has pulled since arriving in AEW. And I'm going to tell you right there, that pain comes along with it. When you've got pain, a lot of times you will go and drink and take some drugs to numb the pain. Therefore, damn it, I just relapsed. Did he try to do it? Probably not. But that's what people with addiction do. So they do have some responsibility to bear here. Jeff Hardy's been in AEW for six weeks. Meanwhile, he wants to blame 20 fucking years of WWE doing the same thing on AEW. Jeff Hardy, all because he went to AEW as an active pro wrestler, doesn't mean that all of a sudden his pain and his aches and pains and his fucking body that right now is writhing and screaming at him. You think 20 years of fucking throwing yourself off fucking ladders and going through tables and doing everything that Jeff Hardy did magically is going to go away because you now work for the enemy in Tony Khan and AEW. I, I fail to comprehend how Booker T is making a correlation between Jeff Hardy's problems and giving responsibility and blaming AEW partially for Jeff Hardy driving fucking drunk at 10.30 in the morning because he opted to go drink Fireball at 10.30 in the morning after a night of drinking all night where he possessed keys to a fucking car. How he got the car, I don't know. Who was with him, I don't know. He had to be with somebody. Booker T, don't know the man personally, His professional opinion is absolutely fucking the worst I've ever heard. And there are some gems out there, man. Everybody could shit on Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette, even though he's got me blocked, the fucking scumbag, he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Eric Bischoff may be online with fucking Booker T nowadays. Bruce Prichard, these fucking clueless hacks, they don't know anything, man. They don't know anything. They're trying to hang on to any shred of relevancy that still exists with the fucking WWE crowd and the AEW crowd. He knows what he's doing. He's pulling on the heartstrings of all the haters of AEW by saying what he said here. Meanwhile, maybe Booker T was in a fucking coma during the pandemic. Isn't WWE the company that started a storyline with Jeff Hardy and Sheamus that indirectly made reference, or directly, I should say, not even indirectly, it's right in your fucking face, that directly made light and brought to attention Jeff Hardy's alcohol problems and his demons. They had this man behind the wheel of a fucking car blaming him for driving drunk and who tried to run over Seamus. Or I think it was the other way around. The other way around. Or Seamus was trying to run over Elias or something like that. I don't know who was involved, but Jeff Hardy was blamed in that. Jeff Hardy was blamed in that. Then they have Jeff Hardy go on on TV and have a feud with Seamus 
where alcohol is shoved in his face. They got a butler hanging out in the ring with fucking champagne bottles and alcohol. They have this guy take a fucking piss test on national television. Jeff Hardy's an alcoholic. Jeff Hardy's a fucking uh, a drunk. All his demons. Blah, blah, blah. Ha, ha, ha. Then they culminate these two in a feud in a fucking bar. No, I guess Booker T had a fucking coma when he was going through the pandemic like the rest of us watching WWE TV inside the fucking gymnasium. No, but WWE isn't to blame, though. Now, let's blame AEW because that's where Jeff Hardy is now employed with Tony Khan and AEW. Booker T is the worst fucking opinion in all of the IWCs. He's definitely up there, man. If there's a top three, Booker T's in the top three. What a complete fucking joke. 20 years of WWE doing the same thing. I didn't hear him say anything about WWE and the fact that they had Jeff Hardy doing the same fucking thing. The first thing that they fucking had Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy do when they came back at WrestleMania 33 was, you guessed it, jump off fucking ladders. Booker T is a complete waste of an opinion, man. Anybody that takes this man seriously should have their fucking head examined. Guys, that's all I got for Off the Script today. We're going to get into the Super Chats. I appreciate you guys very much for hanging out on this happy hour, Friday afternoon. It's 2.30 in the afternoon. Hit that thumbs up. Let's try this. 3,000 people in the venue tonight, man. I need at least 2,000 likes on today's OTS 434, man. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button down below if you guys want the latest on all the news and rumors, man. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. You're going to get it right here the way you deserve it on Off The Scripts. Super Chats are open. Memberships are open. Get them on in. We're going to hang out at the end of the show now. And I'll be live tonight for SmackDown, man. I'll be back again tonight for SmackDown. We're going to talk everything that happens with Roman Reigns and Matt Riddle and Vince McMahon, his official public statement as why he's stepping away. Or stepping back, I should say. Not stepping away. Stepping back from WWE. Let's get into the Super Chats. If I could uh, get my YouTube studio working here. There you go. Classy Lonnie Metal. First one in the venue tonight, man. $5 Super Chat. Was let down yesterday when Vince wasn't addressed on OTS. As always, JD knew more was coming and once again proved why he's number one in the IWC. Now you guys know why I didn't talk about it last night or yesterday, man. You gotta wait. You gotta wait, man. The Undertaker. $5 Super Chat. New Alter Bridge album has released on August 14th and is entitled Pawn and Kings. Undertaker, you, you think I don't know this, bro? You think I don't know this, man? Thank you, brother. Steve Winyard with a uh, with a UK $2 Super Chat. Jesse's tacos are overrated at Charlotte with a puke emoji. Yes, Steve, I heard some uh, negative things about Jesse's Tacos, man. I heard some negative things about Jesse's Tacos so much that this woman is laughing at her. Ha, 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 ha. Tacos316 says, your tacos suck. Jesse's Tacos are uh, under investigation, man. Matt Eagle with a 499 Super Chat. Vince steps down but still runs creative. How's that fair with accusations against him? Put Triple H in charge already. 
Man, if there's one thing I wish for, it's Vince McMahon to be completely removed from everything. But that's not going to happen, and that has not happened. And don't expect it to happen. Joseph Taylor with a five-dollar super chat. Vince apologizing is like me working for AEW. Not happening. David Hill with a five-dollar in UK super chat. It sounded like on Pat McAfee's interview with Vince that he wasn't with his wife. People stay married, but not together. Vinnie Mac was laid the smack down. Yeah. Yeah, I missed that part. I only watched that interview once, but he did uh, He did say that. Absolutely did say that. Ryan Satin on that interview said, Oh, that interview will be looked at for years to come about how to humanize a man. Yeah, he's really fucking humanized, all right, you fucking emo fuck. Ryan Satin. My God, man. He's probably fucking crying that his fucking lord and savior, Vince McMahon, has been removed. Fuck off, clown. DJ Pac-Man with a $5 super chat. Here's why Vince won't return. Someone will rightfully tell him to shove it and he'll have a stroke because he can't do anything about it. Vince isn't having a stroke, bro. This is the genetic jackhammer that we're talking about. He's not going anywhere. Vernon F. with a $2 super chat. I wonder if Vince is going to do his grapefruit promo. I don't know what he's going to say, man, but I bet it'd be short and sweet. I can't even listen to the man fucking speak anymore. Matt Eagle with a $4.99 super chat. Until Vince is 100% removed from power, we may never see true change in WWE. This is just a band-aid with Stephanie running the office. Larry Kemp with a new membership. Larry, what are you drinking, brother? Thank you for joining the OTS family. Tom Johnson with a final super chat. Max Caster's rap on Wednesday will be the best thing that comes out of WWE scandal. Must see television. I already has a scandal. I already has a rap tonight on Rampage that mentioned the scandal. Tommy Brannigan with a two-dollar super chat. It's long overdue for Vince to step down. Yes, it is. Leo Gallimara with a $5 super chat. First domino that fell with Sasha and Naomi. Ever since then, it's been one bad thing after another with WWE. Any chance Stephanie brings them back? Possibility, man. I covered all my bases in today's show, man. It may be something that has Sasha maybe second-guessing herself. Jim Cornette with a $199 super chat. Vince likes chocolate, I see. I guess you uh, I guess you did some investigation of your own, Jim Cornette. Yeah. You know Eli with a four-month membership. I'll believe this is the end of Vince if Stephanie removes him from creative completely and replaces him with Triple H. That's not gonna happen, man. That's not gonna happen. Tommy Brannigan with a $2 super chat. Bruce Pritchett and Johnny Laronitis. Needs to go. John Lumpkin with a 499 super chat. They will put this under the rug like Watson in the NFL. Uh, what's gonna be? It's gonna be a, a quick phase, man. It's gonna be quick. Captain Solo with a five dollar super chat. Vincent Johnny Ace. This couldn't have happened to nicer people. I know, right? 
Two swell individuals is Johnny Ace and Vince McMahon, man. Cutes, uh, QT, the content guy with a 9.99 super chat. What's up, JD? Love the channel, and you get nothing but respect from me. Watch others, and all they do is disrespect Naomi and Sasha. I always said you know your worth when you're not happy, and then move on. Love Naomi and love Sasha. QT, I've said this a thousand times, man, and I can't, I can't say what I know, but the information that I know in regards to Sasha and Naomi put Fightful and Fightful Select to shame. That's all I'll say. What I know, the big rig, the big wigs in the community don't know. George Alp. Pellhorst, a Pellhorst, becomes a new member. George, what are you drinking, brother? What are you drinking, man? Round is on me. Mr. Orr with a $5 super chat. JD release, WWE released all them wrestlers probably around these interns was receiving their hush money. Yes, but the hush money came out of Vince McMahon's own pocket, Mr. Orr. It wasn't company money. Vince wasn't saving on payroll, you know, and then giving money to some fucking paralegal. He was banging behind the fucking scenes. Come on. Coil Phoenix 713 with a $10 super chat. I hope she does go to AEW because it'll be the best F you to Vince and will be more valued there than she ever was in WWE. Sasha doesn't need WWE. WWE needs Sasha. When that woman leaves, every single fucking bone in that women's division that was ever cared for is leaving with Sasha Banks. Hollywood guy with a $5 super chat. With Steph in charge, you think Triple H will be back in power? Only temp to fix the show. No. Possibility. But I do not think that's going to reach that level. Gang Green David with a $4.99 super chat. Bobby Lashley would be a great opponent for Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, but what about AJ Styles? Well, I did mention AJ Styles, bro. Open your ears, bro. I mentioned AJ Styles, and I mentioned Bobby Lashley, and maybe Edge. Edge for Reigns or Edge for Rollins? Either one. Dre King James with a $1 super chat. Bro, give it to Issa behind the bar, man. I don't need it. Captain Solo with a $5 Super Chat. Booker T is starting to make guys like Bully Ray, Disco Inferno, Mick Foley, and Eric Bischoff sound like rocket scientists. And that's pretty hard. You got some terrible fucking opinions in there, man. Bully Ray, he's hot and cold. Disco Inferno is a fucking moron. Eric Bischoff is a fucking clown. And Mick Foley? I haven't heard Mick Foley yet, man. I don't listen to these fucking... Has been wrestlers in their podcast, man. The only one I really listen to is Jericho and Jim Ross. AEW Mark 2018 with a $2 Super Chat. Can Banks get out of the 90 days with the lawyers? Absolutely. There will be no 90 days. If it's in the hands of the lawyers, that will be written out of the contract. Sasha will not have a 90-day non-compete. WWE is going to hold on to her as long as she can, as long as they can, man. Or maybe within WWE's realm, they keep the 90 days and just let her go. Bradley Robinette with a 199 Super Chat. This could be a decent SmackDown, but probably not. I expect Reigns and Riddle to be great. 
JT Golden with the 199 Super Chat. Vince probably eats Blue Chew like Skittles. Oh, he has to. BlueChew.com. Code JD, man. Hopefully he's using that code JD at checkout. Edmund Van Buren with a 499 Super Chat. I know it's a long shot, but can Steph have Paul Heyman ride a few Raws and SmackDown so he can get a great wrestling mind with the talent WWE has? No. Nothing will change, Edmund. No. Ricardo Linnell with a 499 Super Chat. Vince being temporarily removed. But still being out of creative is just next level trolling of the WWE fans. Go away, Vince and his clown squad. CJ Voorhees with a new membership. CJ, thank you so much, brother. What are you drinking tonight? World of Wrestling with a $5 Super Chat. Vince must watch the show because he probably was buying Bluetooth to get on it with his paralegal. LOL. I hope so. Bluetooth.com, code JD, man. Kal-El with a $5 Super Chat. Missed the show. Did you cover Sasha and Naomi recap? Gonna rewatch. Sorry, bro. Mustangs rule. I did talk about Sasha after we talked about the Vince McMahon scandal, brother. It's all in the show. Make sure you guys go back and rewatch if you missed anything or you joined the chat late. Guys, I appreciate you joining me on this Friday afternoon at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, man. We had 3,500 large today. Thank you so very much. I wish I could tell you this was an everyday thing, man. But off the script, we killed it as usual. I appreciate you guys hanging out. Linda Carter with a $5 Super Chat. Since the pandemic, WWE has had a major downfall. If you notice the timeline, side note, why hasn't Sony Deville ever had a meaningful storyline? WWE did have Sony Deville in a meaningful storyline with Naomi, and they botched it. They completely dropped it. They completely dropped it. Naomi should have won the Royal Rumble by eliminating Sony Deville and effectively ending that story. Anyway, guys, I appreciate all the super chats. I appreciate everybody that stopped by and joined me to hang out for this happy hour, man. I will be live tonight for SmackDown after Rampage. We'll go live at 11.15 or so. We'll talk about SmackDown. We'll talk about Vince. We'll talk about Reigns and Riddle and the direction going into the Money in the Bank pay-per-view and possibly SummerSlam. We'll see what happens. Don't know what's happening on Rampage. I know Osprey's wrestling tonight as well, so we'll check that out. And then we'll be live on YouTube at 11.15, man. SmackDown and Rampage review right here from the OTS venue. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Turn on that bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, man. At JD from NY206. On Instagram as well. At JD from NY206. Go check out all the other videos on the channel if you missed anything, man. Everything you need is on the homepage. Jeff Hardy, Sasha Banks, Randy Orton. We cover it all, man. On top of everything. It's all on the homepage for if you missed any of the content this week. And that's all I got. You guys know the deal, man. I got my cold beverage. I'm going to go hop in the shower and take a nice brisk walk around the neighborhood. Maybe legitimately go somewhere for happy hour and some fucking boneless wings. I need those guitar emojis in the chat. I need those Mustang emojis in the chat for my VIPs. And I need that fucking music on max. Guys, I'll see you tonight for SmackDown. Thank you for a great stream. And I'll see you right back here tonight for Off The Script.